0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the 415. My name is Raina Starr. With me as always is my co-host, the amazing Star Busamante. Say hello, Star. Hello, Star. Okay, guys. Uh, as you know, the 415 is brought to you by Desperate Housewitches and the Wild Hunt. Please check out wildhunt.org, give it all of your support. You will be hearing this commercial again during the show. So in addition to that, disclaimer for language, you know it gets a little salty in here because you got two people who have definite opinions on things. So be prepared for that. Uh, Our conversations could involve anything from uh, trigger words to uncomfortable conversations. So please be prepared if that's not something you can tolerate. We understand that, but we want to give you the chance to Uh, maybe not listen in. Uh, In addition, all of the opinions expressed on today's show, as every show, belong to me and my charming, goddamn delightful co-host. All right. So, (laughs) this was hilarious. Now, I want you all to know that Star is carrying the show today because I am impaired. But then again, Star carries it every month. So, that's not news. Okay. So, We used to say, what's the matter with Kansas? However, this week we're saying, how do we become more like Kansas? We had a dramatic turn of events in Kansas. People came out to say that right to choose is important to them. Now, if we can get this kind of enthusiasm rolling through the rest of the country, we might actually stand a fucking chance. I think the Republicans were not expecting kind of backlash that they are starting to experience. Star, what do you say
1: about all this? Well, actually, it kind of confirms what I have said all along, and that is that the majority of people in this country support a woman's right to choose. Uh, And I think that Kansas, of all places, which is, you know, it's a deeply red state, deeply red and the uh, this ballot initiative passed w- uh, with you know almost 20 points more than those who opposed it um so i think it was i think it was like 59 to 40 as far as percentage um so that's a that's a really that's a big margin um and The thing that concerns, well, first, I have some concerns. However, um, since Kansas, four more states have announced that uh, they will be putting a similar initiative on on the ballot. Uh, California, Kentucky, Montana, and Vermont. Now, obviously, California and Vermont... I think, are probably shoe-ins for it passing with a tremendous amount of of support. Kentucky and Montana, it'll be interesting to see how how those states shake out. Although I will tell you, having grown up in in southern Indiana, that the closest clinic to me that performed abortions was in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Wow. So... It will be interesting to see. I think Kentucky will probably uh, pass it. I also want to address address some of the fuckery. <laughs> There's one of those bad words. One of my favorite too. Fuckery, fuckery, fuckery. I do. Um <laughs> There was once well, this. Once the, once the um, abortion was put on on the ballot, the. Republicans in the GOP did all kinds of crazy things to try and uh, make sure that people, I mean, like they blatantly, they sent out text notices and emails uh, basically saying that if you voted yes, that uh, it would protect women's reproductive rights when the reality was that people had to vote no. And so even with that kind of confusion, being proliferated by uh, Republicans and, and I, I don't even think we could call them the far right anymore. I mean, um, but by those who oppose abortion rights, it still managed to pass with, with that big, uh, with that large of a, of a margin. So I think that's very telling. One of my concerns is that now that they've
0: kicked this back to the states,
1: I think, and they realize what a mistake that they have made. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think what we are liable to see is some type of uh, attempt at a federal a level, a law at the federal level. Uh, now, yep. that's probably going to come in the form of a personhood ruling, but the courts do not move quickly and you can't just say i'm going to take this thing to the supreme court it has to go through all of of the the necessary channels you know it has to be it has to be heard at all of the level of courts before it can it can go to the supreme court and so uh, i mean it can take years for anything to make it before the court but i think that that is probably uh what they are going to attempt to do i don't know it's going to be really difficult for the court to, to say yes to that when they said no to Roe. You know, if it's up to the states, you can't say it's up to the states and then say, oh, no way. Uh So it, it'll, it will all come down to how it is approached and what type of law they're trying to get passed in order to get a ruling from uh from the Supreme Court, so that that remains to be seen. However, I think it is very likely that we are going to see more and more states put yeah. abortion on uh, on the ballot as an initiative. the The biggest thing for uh, proponents for yeah. abortion is that they're going to have to make sure that their messaging is really clear, and how. Yeah. That initiative appears on the ballot will be will be really uh, important as well because a lot of times these ballot initiatives are worded weirdly and in ways that would seem to imply something other than what it is uh, and that was true right. but that was true in Kansas that was true in Kansas I mean the way that that um, the Republicans fought and got. You know, got the language changed into how it appeared on the ballot was very confusing, and yet people still managed to to pass it with such a such a huge margin. So messaging and language is going to be really important as as we move forward.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, and I, it's, it's been like that too. I mean, this isn't the first time that that has happened. Obviously, no, I mean, we even have I mean even local ballot initiatives um, <laughs> are sometimes worded in such a way as are you protecting children on the playground or are you putting in these dangerous uh, you know jungle gym type bars that that were climbing things that kids used to love to do, and there was one initiative about putting padding underneath. These metal bars that kids like to play on, and it was so damn confusing. We're like, are we putting the pads down, or are they saying we shouldn't put the pads down? I mean, the language is just unbelievable. You've got to be very, very careful because they are—they're clever. They are clever. When they have an initiative, the Republicans, as always, are very, very clever. So, well, be careful to, to be.
1: To be fair, it doesn't matter which which side they're both are very good at creating uh language that is that is often con- confusing in how how you know because it's not just the the party that wants it they have to you know it has to be a bipartisan uh effort. For the language, so they're going to tweak it in ways. So, you know, yeah. So you end up with something that is that is very um, well. As I said, fuckery. It's fuckery is is yeah. what it is. Um Let's be as confusing as as possible.
0: I'm. Um, I'm sorry. You know. One should not need a Harvard law degree to figure out a ballot initiative and if you're for it or against it. Just saying.
1: Well, Montana has, like, okay, so, like, one of the states that is is going to have uh, a ballot initiative. And it's a state statute known as the Medical Care Requirements for Born Alive Infants Measure. And it states that infants born alive... At any stage of development should be considered legal persons, require medical care to be provided to infants born alive after an induced labor, C-section, attempted abortion, or another method, and establish a $50,000 fine and or 20 years in prison as the maximum penalty for violating the law. Now, at the moment, abortion is legal in Montana up to 20 weeks of pregnancy uh, and that won't change unless the state con- constitution uh is amended and mm-hmm. they've tried they've tried to uh, to do several uh thing you know several laws to restrict uh, abortion and one of those would have stopped advanced practice Advanced practice registered nurses from being able to perform early abortion services, but a judge blocked that from uh, being put in place. So I'm not, I'm not really. Um, so it seems like it's more likely that any kind of ballot initiative for abortion would be likely to pass. I'm not sure exactly. This measure looks looks really, um, I mean, kind of hilarious because, like, this is already the medical practice. <laughs> you know, infants are considered infants that are alive are considered alive, and um, right, right. Whether you're inducing labor or it's a C-section, but an attempted abortion. I mean, they make that sound like there's some kind of half measure there, and. Um, and there is not, so I'm not really sure where where they what they're thinking is on that, but uh, it's it's well, pretty. It sounds uh,
0: like it might be. It sounds like it might be a consideration of a botched attempt. Um, if there is a way to, I mean, if if someone is performing, and I I don't pretend to know shit about shit, but if it's possible that a child. Uh, is a child because they're being born? It's the act of having already gone through the birth process. I assume mean, that's what means a lot. Born alive. I mean, I'm assuming because, of course, there are still births and things of that nature where, and you know, an infant is not born alive. So, okay, putting that aside, are we talking about like? Any, does it mean just like any case where you are trying to successfully have a birth happen, you can't you can't in the middle of that then try to not have that happen? I guess it's it's very sticky because I don't see where it fits. It's either born alive or not born alive, so I'm I'm missing the gray area that necessitates this verbiage.
1: Right, so there.
0: Basically, it's
1: a personhood law. From, from what, what I can tell from from the actual initiative, I'm looking at the at the text here. Um, you know, so current Montana law states that an offense is only committed if the person purposely, knowingly, or negligently causes the death of a premature infant born alive, if if the infant is viable. So, I mean, so that's, that if it is a, is viable is really key in that. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I, it seems to me like this is more of a personhood bill, but also that you know that if a any delivery or you know infant fetus whatever would be considered alive uh, from the moment it hits the air i guess um i'm I'm not an attorney, so uh, it's right. it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's pretty vague and I, I think you know that's another thing that i think needs to be pointed out is that a lot of the things that have gotten passed not just on abortion but on on other laws and things that republicans push is that the that they they're writing legislation that is so incredibly vague that it can basically uh, be twisted in in ways that it shouldn't I have a feeling that this is not going to um, is not going to pass as it's as it's written because it leaves too much gray area, and I mean we have already seen just in the short time it's been what just about a month since uh, since Roe was overturned that we're hearing all of these really horrific cases and many of them absolutely heartbreaking of you know i mean the women who seem to be the most affected are not women who are like woohoo went out on spring break and got knocked up and now i don't want to deal with it it is um a lot of women who are having issues in the second trimester of their pregnancy a baby that's much wanted um, and then, and needs to be and the pregnancy is either needs to be terminated, or, you know, to preserve the life of the mother. <laughs> Excuse me. And then they're having to travel, you know, hundreds of miles and at great expense to 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 address the issue. And I, I mean, there have been just some really horrifying stories. I can't imagine. What that would would be like? Well, I can't imagine fully. I mean, just to be clear, I my last pregnancy I lost it at uh, 14 weeks, and it was horrific. Uh, and I think about you know I was very lucky because I didn't have to have a DNC to completely clear all of that. But I can't imagine being having that happen and then be denied care. Uh, or be questioned about whether you did anything to actually cause the miscarry. You know, it's just really horrific. But some of these stories of women, I mean, are just absolutely disgusting. And then, of course, you have, like, the 10-year-old in Ohio who was a victim of incest. Uh, I don't think there's any way for Republicans and people who are anti-abortion who refuse to allow for any kind of, uh, you know, exceptions for rape or incest or, you know, or, I mean, just a pregnancy that has gone wrong. A woman shouldn't, I mean, there are stories of women, like, doctors are afraid to act because they're afraid that they'll be in legal jeopardy and so you have women who are basically bleeding out before, you know, they're waiting for their vitals to drop to the point that, that they can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, well, if we didn't act, she would've, they would have died. Um, but yeah. the, it's, it's all senseless because it doesn't need to be. These cases like that, having when a, when a pregnancy is, fail, is failing or there's genetic issues and there's still a heartbeat. So they're letting it go until there is no heartbeat from the fetus, which, you know, which compromises the life of the mother in ways that are really hard to explain, I think, to someone, especially someone who's never been pregnant or, you know, uh, and, and the people that are making these determinations are, guess what? They're men.
0: They're making these
1: decisions for women. So, uh,
0: what was that word I used at the top of the show? Oh, yes, fuckery. It's all fuckery.
1: fuckery. Um, the, now, Biden did just issue, I believe, an executive order yesterday uh, that provides yep. funding for women who have to travel to another state in order to, to receive abortion care, <clears throat> you know, which is but a Band-Aid because... Uh, if you've ever had to go through the federal government for anything, you know how much fun that is. Um, for those of you who don't know, I will just say, um, let's see. Oh, we can refer back to that for, that word again. Fuckery. Fuckery. It, it, there's tons. <laughs> yes, there's tons of red tape, and if you don't fill forms out correctly, then it won't apply. Many of you may have had experience of that with the pandemic when you were trying to file for unemployment or other delightful things that required the state and federal government to give you the thumbs up. So, I mean, I think that overwhelmingly people support abortion. And if Kansas demonstrates anything, it is what happens when people do not just stay home but actually get up off of their couches and out of their little cars and take time, you know, whether it means wasted blowing your lunch break, going and actually voting. So um, I'm not – I think we're going to see more of this, and hopefully any attempts at some kind of, you know, trumped-up personhood bullshit uh, never makes it anywhere close to the Supreme Court.
0: It's exhausting. It is exhausting. Watching the Supreme Court was exhausting for weeks. It seems like we're in an interim, uh, short period of not much going on. But uh, it's that's nerve wracking as shit. I I'm afraid of the fall session, but that's just me, because I err on the side of being nervous about everything anyway. As well, we all know. Um, before we go any further. Let me just remind folks about the Wild Hunt. Everybody, please, support the Wild Hunt. Check out wildhunt.org. Give it all your support for the cost of a cup of coffee, a venti, not a little one, you cheap shit. You know what I'm talking about. One venti a month at a certain place that likes to overcharge for brew. You know what I'm saying. That's all it takes to become a supporter of the Wild Hunt. I'm not asking a lot. I'm just saying we need real journalism from a pagan standpoint. Even if it's not necessarily just pagan news, the Wild Hunt is extremely important to all of us. Please check out and support wildhunt.org. Guys, thank you for listening. Okay, so thank you. Back to the show. Okay. So, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, go ahead. What are, you, what are you hitting? What are you hitting? Talk to me.
1: Well, I I just think I would like to, for us to discuss a little bit how laws are made.
0: And ah, who, yes, a civics lesson. Yeah. Let us first remind people that there are three branches of government. Why don't we just start there?
1: Ooh, excellent.
0: Judiciary, legislative. And the executive branches. You need all three to run a government. That is how we have it set up in America. Okay, Stoss, where do we go from that point? Well,
1: now, the the place that I would recommend people go, if they want to have a quick and brief understanding of how laws are made, is they go to YouTube and... uh, do you remember the the snazzy little? Rock. Yes, Schoolhouse Rock has an excellent little video on how a bill becomes a law,
0: and it,
1: it's it's probably one of the the simplest explanations that uh, that you can find, but. Um you know so the first thing that has to happen is that a bill has to be has to be drafted. And uh, The Schoolhouse Rock episode, by
0: the way the Schoolhouse Rock episode is called on just a bill. And I if you've ever watched it, it is part you can probably sing the words In your head, I'm just a bill, and I'm waiting here on Capitol Hill. It's hilarious. It's smart. Please go watch it. Even if you remember it from being a kid, go watch it again because it's awesome, and then play it for everybody you know.
1: It. It is indeed uh, a pretty awesome little video. And it's like once you hear it, that's going to be in your head. You're like, okay. But in essence, so first, a bill has to be drafted and introduced. And then both Congress and the Senate have have to approve it. And from there, it is sent on to the president and if he approves he signs it and it becomes law mm-hmm. the president cannot create laws the only thing that a president can do that affects laws is he can issue an executive order now mm-hmm. an executive order is the only good for as as long as, no, as there's not a change in administration and that administration does something to supersede that executive order some executive orders are uh, just remain or they're renewed like um you know a lot of our um I'm trying to think of a good example uh you know like international women's day and recognizing women's rights you know uh, usually yeah whoever's president issues the proclamation, uh, you know, reaffirming those values every, you know, every year, basically. Um, So, because, and the reason, part of the reason I wanted to talk about this is because there's been a lot of, like, grumpiness uh, from the general populace on, you know, why doesn't Biden do something about gas prices? You know, why doesn't Biden fix the abortion uh, thing? You know, why, why, why? Well, the reason is because that's not how our government works. That's not how it's structured. Um, And we don't want it to be structured that way. Uh, Up until just the last decade or so, you did not see the number of executive orders being drafted that have been drafted um, usually when executive orders are drafted, it's because the president is at odds with the legislative branch, and they can't get anything done, and so they take action by uh, creating an executive order. Um, this was especially true for the most of the time that Obama was in office because it didn't matter – what he wanted them to do or what he suggested that they try to fix or do, they weren't going to do it. And so after he got tired, he would get tired of waiting, and so then he would issue an executive order, which, of course, then his uh, successor reversed many of those. Uh, So that's Mm -hmm. why executive orders are not a particularly effective method for uh, shifting how laws are applied or or done, um, right? You know, and I want to talk just for a minute about gas prices. Okay, so gas prices have really uh, come down in the last uh, few weeks, but there's this idea that somehow that the government has uh, the ability to do something about gas prices, and those prices are not, you know, the government. Can reduce the taxes uh, on 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 gas, but they can't really affect the market price. And I want to point out that these all of the, these big oil companies, Exxon, BP, uh, pick one, they have all, and I mean all, reported record. Profits in the billions for the first two quarters of this year, and you know, and if you want to go look up what their, um, you know, CEOs are making, it will make you angry. So they are setting the price. The the only thing right. the government can do is reduce the taxes on the gas, which has you know, which the country needs that revenue because this is how we do how we pay for public works. You know, this is part of the budget. You can't just continually do away with with all of these taxes without it hurting uh, further further down the road. I mean, this is how we you know this is how we fund things basically is by taxing. And so when you have companies, big companies who don't pay any taxes and at the same time are making ridiculous profits, you know, that's where you should be pointing the finger. Uh, The government is very limited in what it can do to regulate all of those industries. And I'm just really tired of hearing people complain about the president and about the Democrats when everything that they have tried to do that – the legislative branch could do The Republicans Have fought every step of the way To prevent that from happening right. Everything from school right. lunches To you know uh, Pandemic Care to uh, The whole formula Debacle the Democrats Wrote and proposed legislation That, that the Republicans refused To do anything with that would have that Helped that which is yet Another example of where we have put all of our eggs in the same motherfucking basket. We have one or two companies that produce infant formula in the U.S. They own it all. It's a monopoly. And they fucked Uh-oh. up and, and got shut down, which is what caused the shortage. Um, and and that's, a, that's a huge problem. But instead it gets that animosity gets directed at the government when it's really not the government's fault. We want them to inspect right. uh formula factories and make sure that they're not doing things that would poison our babies. We want it to be safe. Right. We want it to be right. Um Absolutely. So you can't you cannot be mad at the inspectors because they said, Oh look, this is a huge violation. You need to fix this and then the company doesn't fix it and then they say, Okay, you're shut down Um So, but none of that falls within really the purview. Government can only do so much. Government can say, these are the regulations. We can, you know, we can make stricter regulations. We can loosen the regulations. Um, We can tax you more, tax you less. Uh, But they can't tell a business how to operate. They can only say, these are the guidelines for operating. Uh, And, of course, if you don't pay your taxes, they can come get you. Um, Or if you violate... You know, I mean, there are are some tools available to them, but largely big businesses operate the way, however the hell they want to, as long as they're coloring inside the lines for the most part. It is not... Unless Congress or the Senate agree on legislation that addresses a particular issue and and they have to both agree on exactly the same thing then it goes to the president who can sign it into the law, into law or if he doesn't like it he can veto it um which right. i forget exactly how many votes it takes to uh, to over overcome a veto um but usually once a once a bill's been vetoed that's pretty much the yeah. end of it I don't know if it's two-thirds
0: or I don't think it's a simple majority anymore, a simple majority obviously being over 50%. But so, okay, so my understanding is the bill gets introduced in the House. House votes on it, discusses it. If it passes, then it gets sent to the Senate. Senate has to agree. This is the problem with divided government, when you have a party only having control of part of the ability to legislate. Because you're going to, I mean, things pass the House all the time. And they're DOA at the Senate because the Senate is, is being controlled by the opposing team, as it were. And a lot of the time, you know, people get excited. Oh, the House passed this, the House passed that. But you have to remember, it's not just the House that has to agree on any bill that comes through. The Senate then has to go ahead. The only way it's going to reach the president is when it gets through the Senate. And the Senate is the tough one. You have Mitch McConnell in the way of everything. You know, back when Barack Obama became president, Mitch McConnell was very, very public about saying, my job is to make sure nothing he wants gets passed. It didn't matter if it was a Democratic idea. It didn't even matter if it was a Republican idea. The point was, if Barack Obama was for it, Mitch McConnell was going to make sure that his senators were against it, which is absolutely counterintuitive and stupid, especially when it was st- some of these things were items that had been brought up by well thought out and well thinking Republicans in the House and Senate. So when you have that kind of opposition, it's basically, I'm going to tell you no, no matter what it is, even if it's something I want, usually amounts to one shooting themselves in the foot. Apparently, Mm -hmm. however, this is how government has been and is continuing to be. So it's more about Well, whose team are you on rather than actual governance for the people? For the people is a law of, honey, that's old-fashioned. They are not governing governing for the people. That got left behind when I was a kid, okay? This became a personality contest, a cult of personality, whatever you want to call it. This is not about what's good for the people anymore in a real sense. Once in a while, you will get things that are good for the people. Uh, I would like to point out Obamacare. Um, I would like to bring up, uh, you know, there were even, listen, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Trump did, I think, one thing that I was approving of. I mean, everybody usually puts forth in a four-year period at least something we can agree on. But the fact of the matter is when you have people who purposely walk in before they even hear the idea and they have made up their mind, the people do not matter. What the people need or want does not matter to these folks. Power matters. Control matters. And it's, it's, it's a very weird, um, modernistic view, Games of Throne, Game of Thrones style who is who is ruling the Iron Throne? You can have a benign a benign person uh, like Joe Biden, who people feel are, is very um, unexciting. I've heard unexciting, uninspired. I've also heard, or you can have psycho from hell in the form of Trump, which is also which is that is psycho in in, in, in you know the colloquial form. I am not a doctor. Um, so I mean, but that scares me. That kind of excitement frightens me because it feels like every morning when you wake up, uh, what part of the world has fallen apart under that kind of um, leader, quote unquote leadership? That kind of really just scares the shit out. Well, of it's me. not. It's author, authoritarian. That. Yes. Yeah. Author, authoritarian and,
1: and a demo. And he's a demo. He was a, demo, a demagogue and still is. Um, I, I want to clarify that. So in order to override a veto, it is, in fact, two-thirds. Um, it requires a, a two-thirds of of the vote. Okay. So, like, if Congress drafts a bill and then it goes to the Senate, in order to pass the Senate, on a lot of these things, they have to have 60 votes. It's not just an up or down um, straight straight majority. Um, but a lot of times right. what happens with, with the whole process is that, so Congress... Drafts the bill. They send it to the Senate. The Senate says, oh, wait a minute, we don't like this here, and we don't like that there, so we're going to change this, we're going to change that. Then it goes back to Congress, and if they approve it, then it can be sent on uh, to the president to sign However, more often what happens is that they say no, 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 we're not, we're not, we don't like these things. We're going to change this back to this, but we're going to, th- but ooh, that is kind of a good idea. So it can go back and forth between the two uh, legislative uh, branches, between the House and the Senate, uh, multiple times. Right. You know, but every time that it does means that it, there's less chance, most of the time, of it ever becoming. A law because if they can't Mm -hmm. agree then it's just pretty much dead Um, so I mean it's a complicated process but you know and it's not perfect it's not perfect by any means but it's better than having you know uh, what like say China has or Russia has you know Those are not democracies. That is authoritarian rule. And unless you want someone to be making all of your decisions and choices for you and probably not choosing what you would choose, then Um, democracy is what we have and it is worth preserving, which means that what has to happen in order for us to keep our democracy is we have to vote we have to vote in every election have to vote. and no matter how small or whatever you need to vote, you need to vote every chance that you have to vote, and if you have a candidate that you really like and you support what they're doing, then you need to encourage other people to to be aware that this person is you know, is running for this office and this is what they're proposing and it's a a good thing and I think that's going to be really key with these ballot initiatives that are going to continue to come up uh, going into the November election and beyond. Um, So we have to be aware in order to be a good citizen you have to be aware you have to understand how our
0: government works
1: and you have to be willing to participate. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And just for folks who are confused about the terms uh, legislative, judiciary, and executive branches, uh, president is the executive branch, legislative branch is Congress, and the judiciary is the Supreme Court. And if you think those things are important, I certainly hope you do at this point. Considering what is going on and how many conservatives are on the Supreme Court, to me that is a very, very big deal. Um, I, I consider the Supreme Court completely rogue from what the people of America want. Um, this this smattering of nonsense from Clarence Thomas wanting to, oh, well, let's re- let's also review. Uh, How how the votes went down on uh, same-sex marriage and trans rights and these people's rights and those people's rights and even his own marriage to a white woman. I mean, lest we forget. Uh, Loving versus Virginia or West Virginia? I I lose my mind on this again. Virginia. Virginia. Um, That's direct. Okay, so that directly affects his own marriage. I mean... Where is the thought process, dude? I'm I'm not even understanding. Let's overthrow everything I don't like. Oh, but you don't like my marriage too bad, that's staying. I mean (laughs) boy, talk about selective everything. It's it's frightening. But I don't know. I mean Kansas has been this thing yesterday has been a bright spot for me or the other day rather. It was either yesterday or the other day, I can't remember. Sorry, my eye is itching and making me kind of crazy. Um, you need but a parrot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I need a parrot. Someone suggested this afternoon that I needed a peg leg to go with this ensemble um, and a nice big three-corner hat. It would be very, very nice if somebody could find me one. Uh, please don't. I'm only joking. And I don't want a parrot. But thanks anyway. Um, I already have enough of that kind of activity in my world. But. Um, it, it's just, you know, it gave me hope. It gives me hope that even in a red state, the people are willing to now speak out. I hope it encourages uh, folks in other red states uh, to to be more vocal about their desires because um, liberals are not just in certain places. And, and liberals are not just in cities. I know there's a lot of talk of, Well, you have to forget everything between cities. No, no, no. It is, you know, let's go back to the the Howard Dean 50-state strategy when we're talking about these kinds of things. Every state can be viable. Every state should be important. Um, And and our politicians need to treat them as such. Um, Because when people feel like their vote doesn't matter or it is assumed, that is where we have run into trouble before. And I do not want to see, personally, I don't want to see what the kinds of things we went through under Trump happen again, where people made assumptions about certain things and their assumptions were completely wrong. And I think it's a dangerous way to go. I think you have to be active in every single thing. I mean, you know that Star and I are going to vote in every fucking election there is. Everything that we're allowed to vote in, we're voting in because that's what we believe in. But don't leave it just on folks like us. Everyone has to be responsible for their own destiny, and this is how we do it. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I think folks forget. I really do. Um, so our, our, what else would you like to say as far as as that a, that aspect of the –
1: I think that covers it. I think that covers it.
0: Y'all should go
1: check out Schoolhouse Rock and watch all of those little videos with their catchy little jingles, and you will learn all kinds of things about all kinds of stuff, and then it will be stuck in your head forever because but you can't even say it. – Yeah, it's, good. it's a good stuck in your head, um, but yeah – that was just probably one of the greatest uh, little segments Kate and kids ever, but it still works. Yeah. we all sing the song. I can hear it now in we my head. We
0: all remember. Uh, <laughs> I <yes>. know. <laughs> um, so, so talk about can can we just can we just mention the comedy aspect of this week so far, which is in the form of Alex Jones. Can we just Can I just have a giggle for half a fucking minute on this shit? I'm sorry. For those of you who are... Okay, so briefly, Alex Jones has a station called Infowars and did, I believe, a radio show for quite a number of years, even though apparently the guy's only 48 years old. I thought he was older than me. Shows you what the fuck I know. Um, But Alex Jones was one of these Sandy Hook deniers, Remember that batch of people that went around saying it was a hoax? Well, guess what, Alex? <laughs> He's being sued for saying these outlandish and ridiculous items. And apparently lawyers his lawyers uh, accidentally sent to the opposing counsel uh, how many years, two years worth of text? And emails uh, that basically showed that this idiot knew that Sandy Hook was real. Stop it! Denying babies died. Are you fucking insane? I'm, don't get me start. I'm about to well, get out of myself well, right now.
1: I want to. I want to interject here that I mean, it wasn't just that that he publicly, you know, denied that it was a real thing. But he also, I mean, imagine the trauma of having your, you know, your child, your, you know, five, six-year-old child murdered in one of the worst mass shootings at that time. This happened in, in 2012. You can, If you want to know more, you can uh, Google Sandy Hook, uh, you yeah. 2012. Um, and it, it wasn't just that, but... He he, actively said that it was you know it was all you know a red flag operation. It was a conspiracy. None of it was real. They were all actors. He he would often use pictures of children saying that they were one of the dead children and had been cited like at a ball game or what have you. And the parents who lost their children were continually being. Harassed um, in public, online via email, they got death threats. Uh, yeah. Many of them, you know, um, there were several that committed suicide as a result of all of this. So it wasn't just a matter of that he called the called this, you know, fake. He involved his viewers, and the the. His attorney sent opposing counsel the entire contents of his phone. (laughs) And now, and this is new today, that the uh, the January 6th committee uh, and federal law enforcement have asked uh, one of the attorneys, Mark uh, Bankston, who was representing the Sandy Hook parents? Uh, they would like to have all of that, all of that information. They want all of Alex Jones's text. Um, and so far, he has said that he intends to cooperate unless he is ordered otherwise. So, uh, both the DOJ and the January 6th Commission are going to have his. All of his information um and uh-huh. i want also i want to also be clear that he was already the court decided against him because he couldn't be bothered to show up for any of these uh what he's been in court for this week was to ter- determine sentencing um, so uh, I mean I have read through like um there are several. Uh, both political and uh, legal pundits that I follow on Twitter. And so I was seeing live reporting from inside the, you know, either inside the courtroom or actually it might have still been a closed courtroom, but a lot of it is, you know, you can remote view it uh, because it's live streamed or whatever. And holy moly, I mean, like the judge just called him out on the stand numerous times for lying and said you realize you're, you you yeah. took it you, you're under oath what you just said is an absolute lie and i have told you not to do it he wouldn't even the, the judge the first day the judge told him to quit chewing gum gum is not allowed in the courtroom and he said that he had just had a tooth pulled did she want to see and then she said no and then he opened his mouth to show her where he'd had his tooth pulled I mean, just showboating bullshit. They say. Oh wait, what's that word? Fuckery. Yes, yeah, fuckery. More fuckery. There you
0: go. Unbelievable. Un fucking believable. I, you know, and I, I'm telling you, I know that there's stuff about January 6th in his text because he is one of the one of those people. He's one of those folks. One of those supporters. So I am sure. Uh, Trump at the hotline to his number, what do you want to bet they're going to find some really interesting stuff? Really you, know interesting stuff. You, oh,
1: you know it. You you know it. You know it. Well, and I, I, think, I think all of the people who say, well, Trump will never be convicted, uh, nothing's going to happen with all of this, I think they're really wrong because The first major sentence was handed down this week, also, and uh, what's uh, guy? I can't think of what his last name is. Um, Anyway, Ruffit, Guy Ruffit, he got seven years for being part of this, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: He got seven
1: years. Okay, and yeah. while you know okay. he he was armed and fought with police and assaulted officers, but he got seven years, and so this is not for anybody that might be at the top of the food chain that was involved in all of this. This is not a good sign for them. So
0: yeah, um, I can I hope. I think that I we will hope. see.
1: I think that we will see some, uh, some major prosecutions happen, and they're, they're going after these folks. So,
0: Perf walk, perf walk, perf walk. I want to see people marched out in orange jumpsuits with their hands cuffed behind their necks. Yes, that's right. That is what I want to see. I am very excited at the prospect. Sorry, but I am. I wanna see perp walks. I wanna see people I wanna see people leaving their mansions and being arrested and being hauled off with all the paparazzi just snapping away and them trying to hide their heads under jackets and stuff. You know how it goes. You've seen T V. Don't tell me you haven't. That's what I wanna see. I wanna see a perp walk, I want live cameras in the in the courtroom. I want interviews with everyone they've ever known. Yes, I, I, this is real. You want to talk about TV that cannot be missed? This is not missed TV I'm talking about. 24-7, like Survivor on steroids. That is correct. That is the type of trash TV we're talking about. And it can happen, especially when you're talking about people like Alex Jones and Donald Trump. And that's banned of misfit toys. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, obviously you all know my feelings about it. But we are running out of time, Star. And aside from telling people oh, no. that they need to support WildHunt.org, what else have we got? Well,
1: they should definitely, if they're not registered to vote, they need to go register to vote. Don't wait. Do it today. Go right now. Right this minute. It's... Well, maybe not right this minute, depending on what time zone you're in. Um, but tomorrow's Friday. Most government offices are open. You can go to the Board of Elections. You can, you can be registered to vote, like, in a jiffy. Um, and Correct. you can go online and look up what your state requires and make sure you have all of right. that before you go, go uh, galloping in there. But that is absolutely num- number one.
0: Numero number two, uno both do that number number two n- number
1: two is if there's something that you believe in and you feel is a worthy cause, I would encourage you to donate some of your time, whether it's you know tired of seeing homeless people on the street. well, you know what, there are tons of organizations that offer ample opportunities to where you can volunteer your services and your time to help stray animals. um, You know, if you're, if you're worried about what's going in, going on in Ukraine, uh, world uh, kitchen has an amazing outreach program and they help people who need food all over the world, uh, whether it's natural disasters or war, that is a worthy a worthy cause no matter what, um, which also Ron Howard just did a documentary earlier this year, um, about chef, uh, Jose Andre and, um, world kitchen. And it is out there, um, for viewing for those of you streamers. I think it's might be on the, on Disney. I'm not sure, but you can search it. You can find it. Um, but there are plenty of places where if you want to be an active part of what's going on, you can donate your time and be an active part. And if you don't have time but you have money, donate money to something that that's is that. valid and represents your value. Absolutely.
0: So that's all I got. Absolutely. That's, you know what? That is beautiful. I think that is the note on which we are going to wrap. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this month. We will be back next month. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, you're probably going to hear some similar shit next month, too. So tune back in. First Thursdays of every month at 4 p.m. All right, that's it for me. Say goodnight, Star. Goodnight, Star. (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you next month. I will see you next week. I hope it's a good one for everybody. Y'all take care now.